most of us have at least a couple hours a day where we can't be giving our dog all that attention. And so this is a supplement to it. the dog wednesday we can't know we can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay know. i don't know it was Wait, it was dynamic but it didn't even sound like your voice no it didn't it sounded I'm... like it was like a kid's cartoon <laughs> yay and we're back <laughs> hey gang happy with a dog wednesday hey gang <laughs> hi live from the sherbet studio <laughs> Okay, this is the issue. You're so like chill usually. I know. And then you try to do the welcome, and it's like, like, who are you? This is why I can't do it because I'm the vanilla. The vanilla. I'm the vanilla. Maybe that's how you should open it up and just be like, yo, hello. I'm vanilla. Izzy's in the house. Hello, my name is Izzy. Welcome to With a Dog Wednesday. I'm going to keep all of this in. <laughs> I'm going to keep all of it. And everyone's just going to see how neurotic we actually are. Um, okay. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Wednesday. With a Dog Wednesday. We're here, sat in our Sherbert studio. We had all three dogs in here two seconds ago. And Hold then up. loop in. That sounds like a Beatles song. Sherbert studio. Is it? I don't think it is. But like I could imagine them releasing a song called Sherbert studio. How would it go? Sing it for music. <laughs> Live in the dream in the Shabbat studio. <laughs> Everyone, this is a podcast that so you could only hear that, but Izzy was over there just like snapping her fingers away. You you really are an old lady, like doing your little chair dancing, a little shimmy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. Well, this week is super exciting for a bunch of reasons, but first announcement is our 1K giveaway. What? What? Woo-hoo. So this is basically our. It's we hit a thousand followers on Instagram. We want to say thank you. We want to utilize some of our amazing guests that we have had on over the last two seasons, and so we've decided to do a little one k giveaway. You're welcome, <laughs> and thank you <laughs> <laughs> very much. Thank you to everyone, and for the list of the gifts in the giveaway, we have products from Pacific Hound and House Dog, training consultation with Amber Akar, and pet portrait from Ashley of Jonathan's Journal. We chose these gifts for our giveaway because these are all from small businesses, supporting the LGBTQA plus community and black communities. Plus, many of these businesses have been previous guests of ours. So if you want to listen to their episodes, go on and find those. And then also we bought all these items with our own money. They weren't gifted because we want to make sure that we are supporting small businesses as much as possible during this time. So I bet you're all wondering how you get your grubby little hands on these gifts. (laughs) And you can do that by following us at With a Dog Podcast on Instagram. Tag two friends on the giveaway post that we posted today or leave a rating on Apple Podcast. We know that not everyone owns an iPhone or an Apple product, so you only have to do two of those options. But we would love some more ratings on Apple Podcast if you can. All this and more is on our Insta post, so give it a look. Yes, it's going to be great. But for now, we are going to do just a quick life update. We haven't had enough time to speak about ourselves recently, so we're going to take this moment to be a bit selfish, and you're going to hear about us. It is. It's true. I haven't. I I have no idea what's actually going on in your life, Izzy. So I have a big update. Um, it's. Gonna oh surprise some people. This is like hot off the press. I don't want to run anymore. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't want to run. But that's like your thing. I don't want to do it. I'm done. This is okay. This is actually like this is like total news <laughs> to me. What you you are signed up currently for a marathon? I am. That is correct. I feel like I'm being. This is how I feel right now. I feel like I'm doing like a press release. And I'm like some kind of famous athlete, but no, I'm not. But that's how I feel right now. (laughs) Yes, that is correct. I am signed up for a marathon, but but no, I do not want to run anymore. In other ESPN, I'm retiring. Izzy has decided to not run her marathon. So, are you not running the marathon, or you just what? Why are you stopping running? Why do you not like it? 
I keep getting injured and I I hate it. So I'm not going to do it anymore. But I am going to run the marathon. But then after the marathon. train for it. No, okay, okay. (laughs) Scroll back. That was me rewinding. I don't want to run anymore, but I am going to run the marathon. So obviously I will train for the marathon. But after that, I am going to retire from my very, very novice amateur running career and choose a different hobby. Okay. Currently on the search for that one. So, so um, any ideas, give me a holler. Yeah. At yeah. Izzy with a dog. I, I'm i sorry. I'm so shook. Okay. <laughs> so is it just like what – have you just been injuring yourself? Like are you like rolling your ankle or something? I don't know. I haven't seen you injured. Um, is it like internal? You is know it a what? mental injury? <laughs> it is. You know what? It's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. So when I was originally – training I had this weird foot thing where I would get past like six miles and then I would have this like stabbing pain in the bottom of my foot not ideal when you need to run when you still have 20 miles left to go exactly <laughs> and I I went to PT I did like all of this stuff and I basically just needed rest is what they said I rested for three months thank you COVID for giving me that depression mm-hmm. um and It's still there. It's not as severe, but it's still there. And then I went for a six-mile run over the weekend. And just my my body just didn't react well to it anymore. Yeah. My hips are super tight and I can't – like I'm not flexible anymore. And I just don't think it's like dynamic enough for me. And I usually – so here's my track record too. So I do one thing for a year, tops – I achieve this amazing thing and then I move on to the next thing. Yeah. Running is the only Are you thing. You're going to leave me after one year of this podcast. Is <laughs> You're going to achieve this and be like, okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> My body's not it. reacting well. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit different, though. Yeah. Because okay. I can always, anyway. can always have goals. Anyway. So, running. So, running is the only thing that I've carried on for over a year. And it was A, I was meant to do it in December. I was meant to run a half marathon, which I did. And that was going to be it. Mm-hmm. And um, then I was like, no, I'm going to do a marathon. So I carried it on and I was meant to run the marathon in April and I didn't. Now it's been, then it was going to be in October and now it's going to have to go on next year too. So this is like year three. Yeah. Right? And it's yeah, just. Yeah. By the time you actually get to the marathon, it's it's the same movement, the same hobby for three years. And if yeah. that's not what you want to do, then. But I am still going to run the marathon because, you know, I set a goal. I have to achieve it. And then I don't want to be like when I'm 60 years old, like, oh, if only I'd run that marathon <laughs> in that voice too. <laughs> that's, the best. that's the best imitation. Chase, that's what you've got to look forward to. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> if only. Um, okay. I so, get it. Need new hobby. Currently on the lookout. Currently eyeing. Swimming. Because there's people mm. who swim in the lake. But I hate swimming in lakes so maybe i can sounds ideal then (laughs) maybe i can get over that fear though so is it you're just saying that you don't like running anymore because it's like painful (laughs) and you're doing it too and now you're like i'm gonna go do something i like less (laughs) (laughs) david goggins always says double down on your weaknesses okay which means i should double down on running but Mm. Okay, so swimming anyway. swimming is a maybe. Swimming is a maybe. Cycling is a maybe. Rock climbing, maybe. But it's very expensive. Yeah. And I'm just not down for all of that expense on a month to month. Yeah. I could see you being a rock climber, though. I actually I have like- zero upper body strength, so it will be really difficult for me to begin with. Yeah, but I just mm. – I feel like the vibe, like your vibe is very – Rock I don't climbing. know. Yeah, like Pacific Northwest. There's certain people who have like a vibe. Like they like to rock climb, and they've got mm. like I don't know. They like to wear earth tones. Like I you. do love earth tones. I'm very much stereotyping <laughs> people right now. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> good for you, Izzy. Yeah, we'll keep everyone updated on Izzy's. Don't worry, I've still got a year to go before I actually retire from my running career. So yeah, you will all still see me like running the top races and. Crossing the finish line first. You'll still see me on the podium. Don't worry. Yeah. You've still got one more year left. She's still, she's still a professional athlete. Yeah. So. Yeah. People people who are new sponsors, to this podcast. stay back. I know you're all running at the chance to sponsor me during my last year. <laughs> people who are new to this podcast are going to be like, this bitch is crazy. No, they're going to be like, wait, 
Who's the is co-host she? a professional athlete? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll watch my Instagram stories and be like, <gasps> <gasps> "I've been running for thirty minutes." Yeah, if oh. no one watches Izzy's Instagram of her running, it's hilarious. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's just, it's just her <laughs> with with your your bangs all like fluffed up in the yeah. wind and rather chicken like. Hello. I'm running and I hate it. Okay, bye. <laughs> and then like three seconds later, I love this. It's so great. I feel invigorated and alive. Get out there, guys. Second wind. Cool. Yeah. So good that's my update. That is a good update. Yeah. Hot off the press. News, news. How about you? Um, I'm like, I don't know. I've been really like up and down. Even your voice just then was up and down. Up and down. <laughs> it's... I don't know. I feel like my life has just been all over the place. And I think I say this all the time where I'm like, I just need to get into a routine. But actually, Mm. it needs to happen. I'm ready to hunker down for winter and not like hibernation mode, but just like antisocial, no more vacations, no more drinking in the middle of the week. Like I I want – not that drinking in the middle of the week is bad, but sometimes, you know. I did see a wine glass on the kitchen counter. Yeah, well, that's because I haven't done my dishes in a few (laughs) days. Um, But it's just, yeah, I I think I've just been all over the place with my routine, meaning I don't have one. And I want to get it so set to the point that it's like, wake up at this time, Mm -hmm. immediately drink my lemon water, go out for a workout, come back, have my coffee, take the dogs on a walk. Like, I want it to be like, this is my schedule every single day. Mm-hmm. Because then I think I'll end up getting more done mm, in my day, yeah. and then I'll also feel better because I feel like I have accomplished more and I'm more efficient. And I, that's a really boring life update, but that's my that's my plan. Like I just want to focus on me and things I got to do. Like I mean, we ha- we bought this house three months ago, four months ago, and honestly, half of it's like still unfurnished. We have so many things to do p- to prepare for the winter. For the house, and I just haven't gotten it done. Yeah, and I need to. Yeah, it's so easy just to stay in bed. Yeah, when you don't have like a place to go to. Yeah, like when everything is at home, because yes. you could spend I could spend a good hour and a half just making breakfast if I wanted to. Yes, that's and- <laughs> my. That's exactly it. It's like it's not like I'm not doing anything all day. It's like I'm active all day, but it's not in an organized way. Mm. It's just like. Like, I want to do some meal prepping. I want to – like, all of those things to make my life a little bit more efficient so I have mm-hmm. some time left. Yeah. So I can actually get ahead on maybe editing our <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah. rather than the day before or or actually learning new editing skills because I feel like sometimes I don't have the skills and we don't have the money to hire someone. So it's like having some time, yeah. 30 minutes a day to learn more on how to, like, edit better and stuff. So all of you listeners can get better sound quality, which would be lovely. (laughs) Are you going to go for a nine to five type schedule or are you going to be like me so we can be on the same sketch? Izzy, you eat lunch at like 10 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, like 10, 30, 11. (laughs) And it's great because then- I don't know if I could do that. You adapt. But then like by, just imagine this, by nine o'clock, you've already accomplished four hours of stuff and it's great. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I'd like, be down with like a like a seven a.m. like seven wake up time kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I could be down with that. I could do because we've actually because it's gotten colder. I've stopped exercising the dogs in the morning, mm. and now that's the lunchtime routine. Is yeah. exercise the dogs like three days a week dog park. Other days is like you know a walk or a run or something. Mm. And so, but I want it to be so set like Monday, Wednesday, Friday dog park. Tuesday, Thursday, run. And it. I yeah. just want it to be so set. So I don't care like where the hours are. Mm. I just want it to be like set, set in stone. Yeah. And so that's my hope. That's my Fingers plan. Crossed. Do you have a there. plan? Like have, have you made one? I have. Yeah. Like I've gotten to the point now just this week because nothing is on the schedule except Thanksgiving is around Ooh. the corner. Favorite holiday. Favorite. I actually, I just whooped, but I actually don't really do thanksgiving because i'm not american but i do like thank some thanksgiving food it's i mean the food is amazing it's it's a holiday all around eating yeah okay you're supposed to be thankful whatever it's all about the food i love cooking i love hosting i love (laughs) eating 
it is my holiday and I don't have to worry about like getting someone gifts or mm, it is like, a cheap holiday. Yes. It is all about I don't know. Like it just there's nothing else that I have to worry about except like serving some food and then eating tons of it. And making sure the dogs don't eat it. That's the only thing you gotta worry about. Yes. Okay. So we'll get to that. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited. Thanksgiving's coming up. Super, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm there for it. I have not had an American Thanksgiving in three years. Oh, yeah. So since Gotta we were Got to get living, that oven fixed. Yeah, I need to. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just super excited to be back in the country. I understand that the origins of this holiday are not correct. And it's not necessarily, that is not something that I am celebrating. I'm celebrating. This is what, like more of a, a host day. Yes. This is Carly's host day. This is like me having people over for dinner. Yeah. And being thankful for my friends and family and, and health and the food. Yeah. Done. So speaking of Thanksgiving and the dogs, yes. PSA, don't let your dogs eat your Thanksgiving dinner. End of. Done. Done. Onions, garlic, not good for dogs. Correct. Can be toxic. Also, if you want your dogs to be occupied while you have family over or you know, you're eating dinner and they're just staring at you. Don't be tempted to give them the bones because also bad for them, can yes. shatter, perforate insides. Very bad, very expensive. Yes. It's a cooked bone, which means it shatters really easily. Yeah, just don't. Don't do it. Don't let like Auntie Geraldine be like, oh, well, Fluffy is oh, so yes. cute. <laughs> Here's some bones. <laughs> Apparently, Auntie Geraldine is like a hundred well, and yeah, a ghost. She's, she's my friend. She's my elderly friend. <laughs> um. So yes, don't let anyone do that, and keep your dog safe. Don't feed them the human food. I know you want to. I know that your uh, relatives and whoever you're having over will probably want to. Just don't let it happen. Instead, in fact, you can listen to this episode where we're talking with Dog TV. Um which is a, well, he is going to tell you in the interview. I'm not going to bog you down by repeating the info, but it is going to be an amazing tool for you guys to use during Thanksgiving. Um, they also do a free trial week, so um, you can try it throughout Thanksgiving. They also have a promotion going on right now, which is Thankful for Dogs. Um, just hop onto their Instagram to find out more info, but they are going to be doing giveaways and prizes throughout the month of November. Perfect. So hashtag thankful for dogs. Learn more about dog TV. And here's Joe. Let's hop in. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on. Thank you so um, much for having me. Yeah. And so do you want to tell the listeners to begin with who you are and how you came to work at dog TV? Certainly. Uh, so my name is Joe Myers. I've been in the pet industry as a whole for about five years now. Um, previously, I was the director of marketing at Pet Chats, which is the two-way dog camera. Um, I was at Target at the time working on digital marketing. Uh, I met the CEO of that company uh, by happenstance, and she said, hey, have you heard about this massive you know, almost $100 billion industry called pets. <laughs> and everyone is super fun and they love their animals. They love their dogs and it's growing crazy. Do you want to join the team? Um, and then through that relationship, uh, we were actually working with Dog TV because Pet Shats was a two-way dog camera and it has a screen on there. And so you can actually stream Dog TV on your dog's camera, um, which was a lot of fun. Met the Pet Chats team, their vision, um, their sort of international reach. I was like, ah, TV for dogs. How many people watch that? Oh, a million a month, a million dogs trust dog TV a month. And it's international and 13 countries at the time, um, growing exponentially. Sign me up for that. <laughs> and it's awesome to see dogs enjoying something that we enjoy as humans as much or more than they, than we do, which is a lot of fun. Just like I enjoy a walk, but have you ever taken a dog for a walk? I mean, incredible. I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy a steak, but have you ever given your dog some steak? Absolutely <laughs> incredible. They take it up a notch. So watching them genuinely engaging with the TV, some of the exposure content is so different. Um, it's like dogs going to, um, going to the vet for the first time. And so when they actually go to the vet, all the sights and sounds are familiar to them. So they can actually be a little less anxious, a little less worried, a little less excitable. 
Um, so it's a really fun concept. And I love the fact that all dogs kind of speak the same language so we can be international and starting that expansion as well. That's so, such a good analogy. I've never thought of it like that. It's enjoyable to see that your dog is getting pleasure like from the TV, just like we do. Yeah. And that's a great analogy. I just never thought of it in that perspective. Certainly. And, and one of the board members for Dog TV, Dr. David Hayworth, said, our dogs are sort of always adolescent. Although you might have some senior dogs that feel like they're 80 years old. Um, but a lot of dogs throughout their life are sort of in that three to five year old age group. Um, how they feel, mentality. So it is really cool to turn on, you know, your dog's cartoons and let their tail wag and have some fun and, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, Monday cartoons and turn on a little dog TV. That sounds like a perfect Sunday morning for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. You have a ton of fun and to watch them, to watch them have fun. Yeah. So dog TV, basically what it says on the tin, um, TV for dogs, 100%. but how, how did it, how did the concept come to be? Like, how did all of this come to fruition? Like all great things, a cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually the, uh, the owner, um, the, the founder of dog TV, Ron Levy was in Israel working for a television company and he had a cat and a really small apartment with no windows. Um, so he was working in TV production and was like, Hey, I have kind of a window that I can, you know, this TV, I'll put some, some fun scenes on there. So my cat just doesn't, you know, really tiny apartment, no windows, no real enjoyment of the outside world during the day. Uh, so we put on some content for the cat and the cat seemed relaxed and was whining less. Um, and then he sort of was like, Oh, this is a really cool concept. What about for other animals, dogs? And so he worked with some of the top behaviorists in the States, uh, Dr. Nicholas Dodman and many others to see, do dogs actually watch TV? Uh, short, quick answer is yes. What colors do dogs see in? The common misnomer is dogs see in black and white. Not true. They see in kind of blue, blue yellow hues. Uh, how do dogs hear? Like what frequencies from a technical perspective do dogs hear in? Okay, we'll compose music in that. What type of music do they like to listen to? Rock music, classical music, rap music. Figured out that. Uh, and sort of put all this together, about 70 or so studies, seven patents later, Dog TV uh, was on the airways about six years ago in San Diego, and it's kind of steamrolled from there. And I think the question that's on everyone's mind, do dogs like listening to rap music? <laughs> <laughs> uh, surprisingly, Snoop Dogg is the only one <laughs> that, likes, that likes rap music. Uh, no, so it's uh, a very soft classical um, and just like humans, I, I learned this recently, but the, the beat of our heart is the beat of the music we like. Oh, like interesting. Sitting, yeah, super crazy. <laughs> so like when you're calming and relaxing and you feel your heartbeat and you feel that like, dun, 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 that's the type of music. So dogs actually have a slower heartbeat. So their music is very methodical, very slow. I'm not a musician. I'm not going to sing. Uh, but you can hear some <laughs> the music on there, and the majority of it is composed in-house. Uh, Grammy award-winning composers who are sitting there and composing um, to sort of the dog's beat. Oh, my God. I can't that's, wait to tell my mom that's that so cool. I'm, I'm <laughs> giving her grand dogs the, the best experience. Oh they have music composed just for them. Exactly. Yeah, by I love Grammy award-winning composers. Yeah. yeah. So yes, your, your mom would absolutely love it. What a fun gift. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. The gift is 24-7, 365. Um, mm -hmm. And it's always new. So you turn it on on a Monday, it's different than Tuesday. You know, not saying we're better than toys, but hey. Kind of, maybe. We kind of touched on what Dark TV is, um, how it got started. Um, so how can it help the average dog parent, especially during these times during COVID? Certainly, yeah, it was a hugely important time. And so there's sort of two two things, two big value adds that I think dog TV brings to people's life in any time, but especially now. Uh, the one is during those long days when you're away from your dog. Uh, we've heard heart-wrenching stories of nurses in New York um, and essential workers in LA um, that have to leave the house for 16, 14, 10 hours a day. They might have somebody go and you know feed their dog but that's, that's it. I mean, 
toys get boring after a, a minute or two or 20 minutes or so. Um, and so this is a full day of entertainment for that dog. Um, there's people on there. There's actually dogs on dog TV, ironically. There's people playing Frisbee and, and catch. And I kind of think of it like you're, when we were all stuck at home, what kept us busy? The TV. Um, our dogs don't have the ability to turn on Netflix, so we kind of have to do it for them with dog TV. And then the second one is those dogs who have anxiety, um, whether minor or even um, substantial anxiety of when their pet parent leaves the home, they're nervous about every creak and crick and thing walking by, and they get that full kind of anxiety mode. Uh, and dog TV has been proven to reduce that anxiety over time. Um, to give them something to look at, to distract them. Um, and then with dogs, they're very routine. If you have a dog, they like to get up and they like to go outside, then get their food, then find their spot. They're very routine. So if you establish this routine of getting up, having them get ready for the day, turning on dog TV, you come home, you hang out. It feels like every day there's some there's some end to it. Um, and then this sort of third thing that's sort of exposed is those very hyperactive dogs that don't realize that we work from home, but that means we actually have to work from home. <laughs> and so although we would love to play Frisbee with them and take walks with them and hang out with them all day, um, again, it's another part of that routine is we have a lot of people, a lot of professionals who, hey, my job is at home. I'd love to be with my dog, but he's running around. He wants to play tug. So we have breakfast together and then I turn on dog TV in the living room and I go to my office and then we have lunch together and take our walks. And then it's sort of, again, this part of this routine and this gift you're giving your dog of like entertainment, relaxation. And then the most interesting part is that exposure, giving them involved in things, especially during COVID that they're not going to see. And so if they see it once on dog TV, they might be a little better when they see it in real life. I think that's that's so smart just from what you said about the routine, because we say this all the time to our listeners, like we have said, dog behavior, a lot of times it does improve when you have a specific routine. And that goes for humans, too. And it sounds like it's not about dog TV. It's about the fact that you can get this routine to help with the anxiety behavior or the hyperactive or whatever. And then dog TV is just yet another tool kind of in your arsenal of being able to help your dog with those behaviors. Yeah. We don't think dog TV is the end all be all like you turn it on and you instantly have an amazing dog who does tricks and uh, <laughs> pick up your laundry and, you know, like, we'll play. <laughs> like we, this is a part of an overall behavior, um, you know, program um, and all about enrichment, giving their dog the best life ever. I mean, you could, you know, not take your dogs on walks and feed them the worst food and not play with them and not teach them any tricks. That's not our philosophy. We want a full, robust dog that can go outside and be be with you and hang out with you and spend time with you. We just feel like dog TV is the best tool for that time. You can't be around your dog. And mm -hmm. most of us have at least a couple hours a day where we can't be giving our dog all that attention. And so this is a supplement to it. You know, the baby Einstein for your fur family member. It's great, too, because it's a low risk tool. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you give your dog a chew or a bone, you, you want to be there to watch them and to make sure that they're not just going to swallow it whole or it's not breaking off into little shards or something, or even with the toy, same thing. Is this plastic going to break apart or, or whatever? And I like the fact that I wouldn't have any worries leaving the dog TV on and then, you know, going in about my business. Yeah, here's a, here's another good thing. You said it's very low risk and I would actually go kind of beyond that and say it avoids the risk of other media. So a lot of people say, hey, I just put the weather channel on. Have you ever turned the weather channel on and there's a thunderstorm warning? Or <laughs> do a 45-minute episode on thunderstorms? I mean, like, that's, almost, that's, that's, that's very that's to a lot of dogs. Or, you know, apparently you're watching a lot of FX with a lot of bad guys on it. There are zero yeah. bad guys on dog TV. Only good boys. <laughs> and so I think that's the other part is people, you know, a lot of people, especially with dogs who are very reactive to TVs, they sort of put them in the same category of like, oh, that's just TV. Yeah. And that, that's the reason is like those TVs are designed for humans, the frequency, especially the commercials. Those commercials can be anywhere from 40 to 60% louder than mm -hmm. the regular content. 
and they can have bangs and splashes and, and lightning bolts and gunshots. And it just becomes, you know, people, oh, I turn on the radio. You ever heard a commercial for, you know, elections or voting or any of that? Like it is just, so that's, we sort of avoid the, like, it's really low risk, but it also avoids the accidental anxiety you're causing your dog. Yeah. 100%. Because, okay. Arthur's favorite show, obviously the great British baking show. Oh, I mean, and yeah. if, I mean, duh. Um, <laughs> But you can't find the baking show on repeat all day. So it's nice to be able to have a channel that he can watch all day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a perfect show to watch with him, but there's going to be commercials for that. Um, the next show might just be all about, all about British bad guys shooting each other. Probably. Yeah. yeah something along those lines. <laughs> and you know what? I just thought of this. Um and I'm sure you already know this, Joe, working for the company. But I, I imagine it'd be really great for senior dogs because I have an older dog. He's 11 years old and he started slowing down. He's still in great shape and he gets his daily exercise. But we have started trying to give him more enrichment in other ways than yep. he used to get. And so if he maybe, you know, can't go on the run with us like he used to, he gets the walk and then also he gets his puzzle toy or his work to eat toy or whatever. But then I just love the idea of also instituting dog TV into his enrichment as well. And then, so that'd be great for senior dogs as well as um, like dogs, maybe who are recovering like any rehab from, from an operation or something along those yeah, lines. 100%. Yeah. We have relaxation content for those dogs, especially we were with veterinarians and so they sort of prescribe like, hey, get your dog to relax. Here you go. Non-medicine. Turn it on. Your dog will relax. Go to sleep. And then for those senior dogs, there's times when you're like walking on a beach and you're playing with a Frisbee and they get it. They get that, that enrichment without having to go, you know, on those on those locations, just like us kind of watching the travel channel. I work at a um, surgery clinic for uh, dogs and cats. So we're constantly have patients who are either in the back recovering from surgery that just happened or they're coming back in for their rechecks and you just see these haggard dog parents who are like please just just give me something to make sure he's not awake <laughs> he <laughs> needs to sleep so i can sleep <laughs> uh, yeah 100 percent. and that's a, that's a good interlude for dog tv is to turn that on to give them relaxation um, with without when they can't when they can't be stimulated when they can't go on the walks and run chase their tail. Yeah. So you mentioned that you guys you took in a lot of studies when the company started of like how to create your product. Have you guys done any research now that Dog TV has been created about the effects of the Dog TV? How quickly you can see results or anything like that? Uh, we've conducted a couple of studies uh, and they've sort of all shown like the, the relaxation effect, um, the fact that dogs can react to it and, and reduce their anxiety um, versus controls um, sort of across the board, whether that's news or CNN or weather channel or whatever that would be. Um, we're actually conducting a huge study right now with the Center for Canine Behavior Studies. Um, you can actually take the open right now for around 5,000 or so dogs to run the huge huge study right now to really sort of see what what occurs during that time. So this will be our largest study we're running and it, I think it ends in the next couple of weeks. And how do you um how do you monitor or how do you keep track of anxiety? Like how can you tell if like if my dog has anxiety and they're watching TV, is there something that I can do and say, okay, his levels are at this right now? What would that look like? So people can al almost conduct their own Certainly. Yeah, it's an, it's an awesome question. So we have what we call the five day challenge. And this is really talking about sort of what you're what you're referring to on anxiety and your dog watching the TV. Um, so the easiest way to observe anxiety is when you leave, use a pet camera, Furbo, Pet Chats, Pet Cube, uh, or just a nanny cam and observe what your dog is doing. Um, and then so over those, you know, five days or seven days of using dog TV, sort of that would be a very easy way you know you right. turn it on for a week you watch what your dog does when you leave um and then okay it's scratching it's you know howling barking um whatever the the sign is anxiety has a huge spectrum of severity and then a huge spectrum of how a dog shows it 
Some dogs will rip things up. Some dogs will pee in your home. Um, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is. And always talk to a, a licensed uh, behaviorist or a uh, veterinarian as well. Not, not a medical advice, but this is sort of what we observed. Um, and so what we've seen as sort of our best cases and the people who love it and, and it works for them is like day one, it's kind of in the other room. They're like, oh, what is that? Eh, okay. Day two, they're interested. They walk over to it. And then they start engaging. Maybe there's a ball on the screen and they're doing that for 20 minutes. They kind of forget mom and dad is gone. And then they walk away, go sleep in their normal spot. Day three, four, five, they're sleeping in the room. Mom or dad usually moves their little play area in the room where the TV is. Uh, and then by day six or seven, the dog is like asking the parents, go turn on dog TV and I'll see you later. Uh, <laughs> so it, it becomes a really fun, we have a, a fun story of this dog. He's on a you know big farm. And the dog, the mom can turn dog TV on and the dog can be, you know, a football field away and the thing runs back in, jumps into bed and uh, the dog starts enjoying it from there. So we really, we really recommend for dog TV, unless you have a very, you know, reactive dog like yours, you know, give it a couple of days. This is a brand new thing. They have no idea for them. Usually it's just for mom. They can't see it. For them, it's like a foreign language. They have no idea. And dog TV has kind of translated that. So now they can start enjoying, you know, you turn on like a foreign language film, you have no idea until somebody puts little, you know, little things along the bottom. And now you're like, oh, I get it now. So <laughs> give, give them a little bit, give them a little grace. And then you can see some, some, uh, some enjoyment on their face. So it sounds like it's a pretty quick turnover from when you can see the initial results. Obviously it's you know, we've kind of touched on that. It's not going to be the be all end all, but you should start seeing some relief at least within a yeah, couple no, of weeks. Yeah, we, yeah for, so that minor, minor anxiety, of course, if your dog has severe anxiety um, through, a, you know, you're going to need medical intervention for that. We're certainly not a magic pill there. Yeah. Um, but for minor anxiety for sort of, there's a new sort of COVID anxiety. Um, our dogs are used to us being home and now we have to leave some of us. Um, well, we have to leave eventually like go grocery stores or go vote or do what, do the other things. And so now our dogs are sort of developing anxiety, um, that were potentially was never there before, because again, we talk about routine, their routine might be at home with you for 16 hours a day. And now you're gone for eight hours a day or two hours a day or an hour a day. Uh, and that routine needs to be broken up with, uh, with a solution. We think dog TV is the best one. I love that you mentioned how to like institute dog TV into the home too. Cause I totally would have just turned it on, plopped them, like made them look at the TV and like, <laughs> look, enjoy. So I'm happy that you said that. Cause I think a lot of listeners probably would, would have done that sure. too. So it's just, it's almost like a, it's like that reverse psychology of make someone else think that it's their idea. It's yeah. like, it's almost like, Oh, let the dog discover it on their own and maybe they'll get even more enjoyment on mm -hmm. like from it because of that. Yeah. And in the five day challenge, when you sign up, it is you know, sort of day one, you're watching it with your dog. What an, what an awful thing. You have to sit down and cuddle with your dog for 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, and day one, you're sort of just snuggling, hanging out with your dog and day two, or, you know, a couple hours later or an hour later, you can just go into the kitchen and let your dog stay there. And then it's like, you sort of, you sort of ease them into it because they have no idea this is for them. Yeah. They, it's never been theirs. It's sort of been off limits uh, for most dogs, unless dogs who watch the British baking show, which is <laughs> very dry, but a wonderful program. Such a wonderful program. <laughs> I just think like, the contrast between that and American baking shows are shocking. It like, is. Oh, it is. Today, we're just going to make a biscuit. And then it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, the American ones are like. You have two seconds to make a whole <laughs> croissant. Go. <laughs> Flashbacks. Like, oh, I hope this biscuit's delicious. Oh, it's a little dry. Like it's <laughs> absolutely wonderful programming. But uh, it's really not, not for everybody. You know, it takes a little while to get used to it. So, mm -hmm. yes. Well, speaking from the human side, how like what is the user experience of it? So do you is it like on the website? You got to hook up to your TV app. TV with like an HDMI cable or is it an app or like, what's the, how does awesome. that all work? So, so, so my line is we're available more places than Disney plus. Um, okay. So very similar experience to Disney plus you download an app. So we have iOS, Android, Roku, uh, Samsung, Xbox one. 
Um, so yeah, you can you can put it on your computer. Uh, most people watch it on Roku or Apple TV are sort of our big use cases, but sort of if you can stream Netflix, you can stream Dog TV. Okay, great. That's good to know. That is That makes it, I think, a lot smoother. And I think just a lot more accessible for people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the plan. We know people watch TV differently. We don't want to make this technically challenging. You know, I cast mine from my phone, which is how I watch how I watch a lot of my TV um, on our main floor. And then we have friends that do the Roku or Apple TV and they kind of watch their morning news. And then at like nine o'clock, the dog gets the TV for a couple hours. Yeah. I love that, that it is accessible in that way because I think, you know, we, our tagline of our podcast is kind of like for the modern dog parent. And so I think a lot of times people think the younger generation when and which is, you know, very true that it's more of the modern dog parent. But there's a lot of people in all of the different generations that maybe sometimes some people are a little technically challenged. And sure. so the fact that you can say just like Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever, you know, it's it makes it so much more accessible to, mm-hmm. to everyone. For sure. Yeah, we want to keep up with that as well. We're providing a service. But at the end of the day, our the people who are purchasing dog TV are their pet parents who are busy. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to get bogged down with, you know, an HDMI cable or a technical challenge. Um, we want to make it as easy as possible for them to deliver this really cool treat for their dog. And so do you just have one package deal? Is it just like you subscribe or are there different types of packages that people can sign up for? So there's sort of two options. We have a monthly and an annual. Um, so monthly, just kind of a month to month fee and you get full access to the app uh, during that month. Um, and then it renews each month and you keep getting access and you have the full, the full catalog as well, um, which I'll go into a little bit after that. And then we have an annual membership, um, which we're really rolling out um, here in December. That's going to include a whole bunch of um, offers and discounts and a really fun community um, where we're going to really expand what's available. Um, and on Dog TV, there's sort of two ways to enjoy it. We have a 24-7 live channel. So it's dog TV any time of day um, on, you know, content that's there. So you don't have to think about it. You don't have to create playlists. You just press play and it plays 24-7, 365. Um, but if you're interested, we also have little modules and playlists. So we have a relaxation playlist. If you just need the relaxation, we have the exposure playlist. If you want to see what that's about. Uh, and then the um, sort of entertainment uh, playlist. So it's a uh, like bouncing balls and dogs throwing frisbees and the dogs are like wagging their tails, but no, no dog needs that for five hours a day. <laughs> um, and then we also are sort of starting to create pet parent content. Uh, so we partner with some of the nation's top vets and behaviorists and um, coming out with a show recently from one of the uh, biggest trainers um, on training tips as well. So that's sort of the next element. And those are for dog parents. Uh, the dog chef is another show we have. So it's teaching you how to make some really fun dog treats um, in a really fun and innovative style. So that's sort of all the dog contents available, but now we're sort of adding to that and saying like, Hey, pet parents are, you know, they want the TV too. Why don't we <laughs> give the dog chef or give them a tip from a trainer? Uh, we did a lot of them during COVID because we knew a lot of people were very confused. on like what to do with my dog, how to keep them safe how to go on walks during this time. It wasn't really being covered. Um, so we felt like it was an obligation. So we covered that and we'll continue to cover those big, big dog issues um, and developing those. And that's so true. Like those things weren't being covered. And I guess more from maybe a human selfish point of view, you know, we're all worried about ourselves and our families and stuff, yeah. but you know, we care about our dogs too. And that wasn't something that was being covered. And then vets have been so busy you can't call them and be like how how exactly. do i do this they're like do you want an appointment or not <laughs> <laughs> we'll take your dog in a parking lot weird <laughs> craigslist exchange uh, but <laughs> i think that was a huge thing is like for our name dog tv similar with food network i mean food network they talked about food during the pandemic that's their that's their focus that's their passion that's their love um we talked about dogs Um, to deliver that. And that is really our audiences of like dog enthusiasts who want to deliver this, but also want to 
learn extra training tips or meet with a professional or, you know, get this extra tip or, you know, get these really cool things that are going to make their dog kind of the overall best dog ever. Yeah. I think that's so great that you're offering the, the tools for the people for training because it's so much more, it just, it's in a medium that is easier to, to, I think, do training in rather Mm -hmm. than like, sometimes you, you read online, like, this is how you train your dog to sit, or you watch like a one minute YouTube and you're like, okay, (laughs) here we go. And then, but it's also, it's like, if you can have it up, up on the big TV, you can see exactly how the person on the TV is training. And then you can do it in real time with your dog at the same time. It's like, yeah, I feel like you'd be so much more successful and it'd be a lot easier of an experience for you to learn. That's definitely dog TV's vision is kind of be that all overall network um, on developing, you know, dog centric content that speaks to the super dog parent who's like, Hey, I I love my dog and I want to see how that dog lives. And I want to learn how to be, do that trick. And I want to talk to that professional. Um, cause I love my dog so much. I'm willing to put in a little extra time, um, versus watching the British baking show. Sorry. I'm going <laughs> harping on that. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to lean, I'm going to lean in on that one. We should that do is my full time favorite show because I, well, okay. So we'll watch it. And then we're always like, okay, this week we're going to make this from the baking show. And it always fails every week. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, they make it look so easy. And then Arthur sat there like, this is great. I've got it live. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a separate show of you making the, that week's episode of yes. the food. And then just posting and be like, out of failure. <laughs> <laughs> Did not get the Paul Hollywood handshake this time. No. Maybe next time. <laughs> How do they? All right, okay, we. This is not the British Baking Show podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> a different time, different time, Jeff. <laughs> I have one last question for you. So, how do you enjoy working at Dog TV? And I, I'm only asking that because I have worked at a company in the pet industry as well, and I freaking loved it. And I want to expose more people to the joy that is working for a dog company. Yeah, no, I, I, it's absolutely a joy. We had a, a team retreat last week, um, very COVID safe and everyone was social distance, but they all brought their dogs. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was like snuggling with a dog during a brainstorming session. I mean, it is like, yes. it is the, and I think there's also something about like dog people when they're around their dog and thinking of their dog that sort of brings joy to their life. Um, so there's not a lot of people in the dog industry that aren't dog enthusiasts, um, mm-hmm. just cause maybe there's other things to do. I don't, I don't know other industries maybe. And so <laughs> a lot of people are in it by choice, not by chance. Um, and so I feel that brings a lot more joy and love to what they're doing, um, versus like, Hey, I just kind of applied for a job and this is the one that called me back. A lot yes. of it is like, I love this company. I love my dog. This company changed my dog's life or this company improved these dogs life. And I love this. And so you, it's still a job. You still have those days. Um, but at the end of the day, you're kind of loving what you're doing because it's a choice, not a chance. I love that. Yeah. I like, I like yeah. that answer a lot. I'm sorry to put you on the spot there. No, but I no, like no, you no, like your good. job. <laughs> but no, I felt the Boss, same way. I love this job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, it is, it does feel like you're kind of like, you know, cheating a little bit when you love what you're doing mm-hmm. uh, because you're, you love what you're doing. You, you wake up and you have tough days and those bad emails and the thing you tried to pull off didn't work and it failed and egg in your face. But at the end of the day, you, you're, you're loving it and having fun and turn it on and, and it's, it's a blast. So no, it's a, it's one of the things that drew me to the industry and, you know, given this COVID boom of dog ownership, um, you know, at a, you know, a hundred billion plus, um, I, I don't think I'll ever leave. It's an awesome industry, good people, um, incredible innovation. And, uh, it'll be a lot of fun to see where the industry goes in the next couple of years. Yeah. Agreed. I feel like dark TV is like a turning point for the industry almost because it is like the first of its kind. I mean, there's like YouTube channels of dark content and stuff, but it is the first app that you can use that's 24 seven for your dog. And now that you're expanding that, I think it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the next few years for sure. For sure. I kind of equated to the, the food industry right before the, the food channel. 
Yeah. Never looked. And it was kind of cool. And a lot of people did it. But now it's like this boom, you know, you know, like, you know, 12 year olds on the cooking channel and, you know, people cooking with really cool techniques and it, and it has really expanded that. And I think that's the big vision for dog TV is to create dog ownership and to bring it to the next level where we're all kind of our own little dog experts and fantastic dogs and dog ownership booms and a dog in every home. Dog TV. Yes. Yeah, I'm loving that analogy. I'm picturing you as like, who was it? Julia Child? Like the, the original <laughs> Food Network. <laughs> Joe is the new <laughs> Julia Child. <laughs> yeah, that was ours for Halloween. I'll send you the photo. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you guys have a promotion going on for the month of November. Can you expand a little bit on that? We certainly do. Um, given sort of the, the turmoil of times, we really wanted to show our gratitude for our fur family members. Uh, and so we're encouraging everybody to use the hashtag thankful for dogs uh, and tag dog TV and tell us why you are thankful for your fur family member. Maybe it's extra snuggles or long walks um, when you couldn't do anything else. So we just want to share the love and, and why we're so thankful this season for our fur family members. So hashtag thankful for dogs and tag dog TV. And we'll be doing fun prizes and giveaways sort of randomly throughout the web uh, during this, uh, during the season. Great. Awesome. And then on that note, where can people find you? We know we can download the app on pretty much anything that Netflix is on, <laughs> but if we want to follow dog TV and everything dog TV, where can they do that? Uh, so head over to dogtv.com. Uh, you can join our mailing list um, or join our social Instagram and Facebook. We're posting really fun, fun content where you can just sort of show your dog love uh, and then if you're a super fan, we have the Dog TV Pack Facebook group uh, where we're getting into the nitty gritty of dog ownership and what it means to be the best per for family members and uh, a lot of fun there. This has been so great. You've given us so much great information and I'm really excited to go try t Dog TV. So thank you again. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. And then post about it when you do. We'd love to hear those stories uh, and enjoy the five day challenge. Thank you. We'll speak to you soon. All right. Take awesome. care. Thanks, guys. You can find us on Instagram at We're the Dog Podcast. We have a great Facebook community called We're the Dog Paparazzi. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe, give us a five-star review, and share it with your friends and family. All content on We're the Dog Podcast is for informational purposes only and should not replace professional advice, treatment or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer or behaviorist.